That's how to kick it off there. Right there like that. That is the monks doing <sighs> blast off. And we are blasting off today. Let me simmer down a little bit. There, I'm all simmered down. How about that? I like to be simmered down. Oh, you was the zombie right here in your brain. And today it looks like we are going to finish the solar system. We are going to finish the solar system today. So that is wonderful. Uh, starting with Jupiter. That was how originally it was pronounced. They shortened it. As it got more life and, and, and language got more and more informal. But it used to be Jupiter with about eight or nine U's in it. Uh, so we're going to start on Jupiter today and make it through the entire rest of the solar system. Then we're going to go into some uncharted territories, some fake planets, some unknown planets, some, some new and improved planets. We're going to be doing that. And then, so this is crazy. So I am just, the, the wheels are turning. I'm 30 years on the radio, man, and it's still fun, it's still exciting, and there's still more and more to explore. Wow. Zombo in your brain, more and more to explore. So what we're going to do here, what I'm going to do here, you're, you're, you're going to be listening, is probably going to be about 10 weeks. So here's what we're going to do. Get your, get your pens out. Here we go. So today we're going to finish the solar system, all right, and beyond the solar system. Then... A show, we'll maybe wrap up more of that later and add stars to it. So that's going to be going out to the stars. Then out to space, deep space. What comes after space? 
Time, another dimension, a whole show on the word time, all about time. Then a show all about minutes, seconds, hours. Then another show all about days, weeks, months. Then, and so you know, you can just disappear for 10 weeks. But it's going to be exciting. Then after that, it's going to be years, millennia, infinity. Yeah. So it's like 10 weeks uh, traveling. We started way back, way back here on Earth. Uh, a couple weeks ago and started getting to all the planets. There was a whole show on Mars. And if you want to get these shows, if you're just joining me now, beat it because you're not welcome here. You're not going to understand the show. You're going to be frightened and you're going to like, you're just going to be put off. But if you're a part of the inner circle, the Zombo inner circle, which I really like this, you know, there's a good core of people that listen or a bad core that listen to the show all the time or somewhat regularly. And uh, some, some people go, oh, yeah, I listen to your show all the time. It's Wednesdays at uh, 9 a.m. No, that was uh, seven years ago it was when, on Wednesdays. Oh, wow, it's been a while since I heard you. You still doing that? Yeah. That's the thing about us DJs here, man. Once it gets in our blood, we can't stop doing it. So I, like I'm saying, I st- I've been on the station since 2001. Before that, I was on uh, stations in Ohio. And in, I, for a very short time, I did one show. Uh, from uh, Evergreen, um, uh, it's 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 Evergreen College near uh, near Portland, or was that near Tacoma? I think it was near Tacoma. Yeah, then I was oh gosh, then I was on pirate radio. This is hilarious. I wish I had some recordings of this. Uh, I usually have recordings of everything. I was on the PRA, the the Portland Radio Authority, which was a pirate radio station in this downtown building in Portland around two thousand five. And I remember it was just getting popular because it's been on the, they've been doing pirate radio for the longest time. And then all of a sudden, like the, the I think it was called The Stranger or something, their, their, their city paper, said, wow, this is really kind of cool. You know, we have a pirate radio station. Let's interview these guys. So they interviewed the guy in charge. The guy happened to say where we were, what the frequencies was, all that other stuff. FCC comes in the next day, kind of stamps everything, says you can't, boom, zoom off the air. So I was on uh, pirate radio for a while. Then WBCQ. I don't know if they still do BCQ or not. But uh, like I'm saying, I'm getting all, I'm getting like all the dirty back alleys and all the underground things of radio. You know, you'll never see me on a commercial station. You'll never see me like on the on a on a um, uh, what do they call those things? That satellite station. We'll see that. Well, actually, WBCQ was and still is um, shortwave radio. So every now and then they might play something on the mind on there. You never know. Then there was Radio Crown, which was internet. So it's kind of nice. There's been Zombo infiltrating everything with somewhat modest success. But man, RCT, that's the place to be. I am like on it. I'm almost like a Jay Thurber, ratting and tatting all these things, or Dolomite at least. And you know, you ready? Here we go. I've been listening to this song a lot. This is amazing. Let's get back out into outer space. Astronomy Domine, or Astronomy Domine. The original, the one and only early Pink Floyd with Sid Barrett. In your brain, let's do this. Zombo, and you, in outer space. Yes. 
bit of epic roots rockabilly kind of surf thing. Boz and the Bo- Boz and the Bozman, and actually uh, Boz Borderman, I believe is his name. Uh, guitar player for Morrissey, rockabilly guy did actually uh, some pretty neat stuff. That was pretty epic. That was the Mars and Jupiter stomp. I don't know how or why they put some Three Stooges in on the end of it. And it wasn't from Have Rocket Will Travel either. Because Have Rocket Will Travel is one of the worst films ever. Now that Curly Joe in it. And Curly Joe just never was uh, physically abused enough for my amusement. But uh, So uh, right now, when, and when we started with, we had uh, Astronomy Domini. Or Astronomy Domine. Uh, Pink Floyd from uh, the first record. So interesting thing about that. You heard, uh, you know... Uh, someone in the background sounding like almost like some space transmission. That actually was Norman Smith, the uh, I think the engineer producer of that first record, and he had the megaphone. And in the background, he's just uh, doing, he's, he's listing all the planets. And you can't really hear this, but they said that they, they mixed it all down to just his track. And he actually lists some stars, he lists some moons, he lists some planets. And then he says, Pluto. But Pluto wasn't discovered until 1930. So he actually says that on there. And Norman Smith, the guy that actually started off with Pink Floyd uh, and kind of getting them to help with their improvisational skills by playing jazz piano in the studio for them. But he went on to be Hurricane Smith Ugh, with one of the worst songs that ever made the top. Uh, it was a pretty big hit. It was called Oh Babe, What Would You Say from 1970s. And that was... Uh, Hurricane Smith, a.k.a. Norman Smith, started out with Pink Floyd and then went into his uh, solo thing. So right now, we're going to toss that aside. We're going to go back and do something that you guys, if you haven't done this in your past, you're going to do it now. And that is a thing called deep listening. Deep listening. That's when you would put a record album on and you'd stare at the cover. You would just stare off into space and you would deep listen the music. And I used to deep listen to this. This is from Tomita, the planets. This is Jupiter, the bringer of jalilility. So for the next nine minutes and 22 seconds. Hey, boss, if you're working at work, boss, this guy's going to deep listen for nine minutes. Just stare out into space. Stare at your computer screen. Stare at your radio. Even if you're driving, stare at your radio. We're going to deep listen. It's a beautiful thing.
be with that.
That is how it really ended. Tomita the Planets uh, doing Gustav Holtz uh, Jupiter, the uh, bringer of jollity. Didn't seem to be too jolly towards the end. Uh, in fact, uh, Holtz's daughter, anybody named Gustav, can't really have too much of a sense of humor, but his daughter, Imogene Holtz, freaked out when in 1976, uh, Ayuso Tomito, uh, just a pioneer in electronic uh, music and sound, redid the whole planets. Uh, he was quite, and that was a deep listening experiment, for not experiment, but a deep listening experience for you guys, if you've never really deep listened. Uh, what I, I, my deep listening would be either like staring at the album cover or watching the record go around and around and around. That's the only damn good thing about vinyl, in my opinion, is just watching it go around and around and doing your deep listening. And having actually a big thing to look at, like a 12 by 12 picture or, you know, credits or whatever. You just read that and you deep listen. It's a very Zen experience. And not too many people have the, really have the patience to deep listen. It, it, it was quite an art. But it's, it's, it's almost like a meditation kind of thing. Uh, so that was Tomida's um, Jupiter. You guys all right? Isn't that calming? It's so calming, even though it's spooky and it was spacey, but you know, it kind of builds this, 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 this like cocoon around you, this musical cocoon. And it suffers, and just, 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 just suffocates, you just presses down. It's so nice. It is really nice. It's just a nice warm feeling. It's like zipping yourself up all in a sleeping bag, mm-hmm. all the way to the top. And they're just dozing off. That's pretty awesome. Once again, today is exploring the rest of the solar system. I'm just, a, I'm just, I'm just like so chilled now. I haven't deep listened in, in like hours. <laughs> I got the deep listen again. So, all right, moons of Jupiter. I should tell you some things here. Really, I should, uh, since we've got a little deep listening here. Uh, okay, all right, deep listening can make you hungry. The food stamp program can buy you food you need. That's right, especially if you're deep listening and uh, your boss just fired you, you're going to need those food stamps. Many don't know who they're eligible, but go ahead. Come on, man, get some food. And that's the thing. That's, there's this whole stigma against like food stamps. Like, oh, you know, oh, there's the guy using food stamps. You know what? If you're complaining about somebody using food stamps, you got a problem. Because, you know, that's, even I don't even care. Because, like, for me, even if I think somebody's going to like, oh, man, why is this guy buying all these potato chips and all this stuff with food stamps? Good on him. You know, because it's all about you, you, you can point at the guy stealing a loaf of bread while the, guy down the, the other guy down the street is robbing the bank. That's right. They say a, a, uh, a person can do more theft with a briefcase than they can with a gun. That's right. So there you go with that. A little tidbit of knowledge. So don't be upset if somebody's using food stamps because they probably need it. And if they don't need it, good on them. I don't care. I mean, there's so many people at the top ripping the government off. Is uh, uh, oil companies, subsidies, all this stuff just ripping you off blind? And that they do what they throw right in front of you is a guy using food stamps, and that's who you get mad at, and that's completely wrong. You know, let that person enjoy a little bit of something. That's right. And you don't need to be on welfare to get food stamps. You can be working full time. That's because wages stink. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Remember, friends, stealing from work is not a crime. 
I'm letting you know that. It is not a crime. It's a fringe benefit of working at a certain place. So please keep that in mind. You can tell your boss that too. Now you can have, uh, you can still qualify for food stamps. The amount of money's went up. So supply, get your food stamps. Call Just Harvest 412-431-8963. So there, get your food stamps. Come on. Go ahead. Come on, man. Take it to the man. It's like taking it to the man too, man. You know, man? Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> Let's get a doggy or a cat. What do you say? Animal friends remind you that you know, discovering your, you can discover your inner kitten. That's right. Socializing with cats and rabbits and dogs. Rabbits are really cute, but they are, they're, they're best to be, I don't know, they're best to be left outside. They, it's so cute seeing them run around outside. I just don't like seeing them in cages. Animal friends have been, uh, has a niche for every interest, you know? Meet other pet lovers and enrich your life with pets by becoming an animal friends volunteer. That's right. So you go do that. Get your food stamps. Get some dog food stamps. Bring them to the dogs with some cat food stamps. Help them out, all right? Thinkingoutsidethecage.org or call them at 412-8477-Kabillion. Yep, keep putting those zeros in there. So um, a little note from Carl Sagan about the universe as we go on. My favorite Carl Sagan quote is, the two most common elements in the universe are hydrogen and stupidity. And I'll give you that. We're a bunch of dummies here. Ah, let's head back to Jupiter. What do you say? You do. Yeah, who wants to? Let's, uh, yeah, let's go there. The moons of Jupiter by morphine, Zombo, right in your brain. And if you want downloads of all the shows, Zomboco, Z-O-M-B-O-C-O.com, you can listen and download for free all the Zombo in outer space that you want. The moons of Jupiter, morphine, RCT, Pittsburgh, in your brain. Yeah!
It is 11 o'clock, almost 11 o'clock, and we made it to Jupiter. We finished up with Jupiter. That was Jupiter Beach by the uh, Sand Blasters. And before that, we heard uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, a request by the Melnick. Uh, one thing, Earth, Wind, and Fire song, Jupiter. The dynamic bass system uh, doing uh, Express to Jupiter. That, the thing is, when you get into space songs, it usually takes a lot of time because it's space and time. That was a longer tune. And they're going to hear some longer tunes. I might actually try and edit some of the longer stuff I have today. Uh, what else do we hear? What else did you hear? Well, we both heard it together. The A-Bones giving us Jupiter Bulldog, the Spotniks with Jupiter Special, Jupiter Liar. Uh, that came in to me as a uh, unmarked track, but it sounds like T-Rex or Trex to all the folks out there that are hip to Mark Bowen. Ah, we started off with the Moons of Jupiter by Morphine. So that was one hour of songs about Jupiter because that's how it was originally pronounced with three U's, Jupiter. And we're off now to one of the moons of Jupiter and uh, Europa, which some, which is interesting because it's like one of the most uh, famous named moons. There's lots of moons of Jupiter, but songs have been written about Europa. I have uh, four songs for the uh, moon that uh, goes around. And the moon uh, Europa is about a little smaller than our moon. And... Uh, it is in the ha- and in that one, that moon just happens to be made out of green cheese, which is fat, which is where that whole thing got started from that. Because Galileo discovered Europa. So this is, a, I don't know, I just think this is just, just absolutely wild that these dudes had nothing better to do. This is before the internets, before the YouTube, before uh, television, before radio, before probably even before, I think stuff, I don't know if the printing press was around back then or not. But there wasn't a lot to read regardless. So what you did, you just looked up at the sky. And due to the fact that there was not a lot of, like, air pollution, you know, the worst you had was, like, methane from cow farts. That's about the worst you had back then. So the stars, were just like, this is probably a whole big blank of the stars in the sky you could see. And these dudes would just sit out there all night and look at them and go, ah, yeah, 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 that one, that one. And luckily... Luckily, they, well, luckily for us, nobody named those stars until now. So right now on the star registry, you can have a star named after yourself. Well, enough. That, the biggest scam, well, one of the biggest scams ever. They'll send you a certificate to say, okay, this star is named after your grandma. It's, it's, it's Grandma Millie star. Oh, Grandma Millie star. Okay. And all they do is they put it on a piece of paper. Or put it in a database and in their database. It's not in NASA. It's not recorded anywhere else than in the quote-unquote National Star Registry. So, friends, if you're thinking of having a star named after yourself, give me the dough. I'll name the star for you. I can do that. All right, we're off to like some of the moons of Jupiter. Actually, just one of the moon of Jupiter. Uh, Europa. And, of course, Paul in the beer truck. Or no, he's not in the beer truck. He's in the dope truck. Paul in the dope truck has uh, a Thomas Dolby tune, Europa and the Pirate Twins. You're listening to Zombo right here. And we are journeying through the solar system. We got through Jupiter. We're going to visit the moon of Jupiter, then off to Saturn, and then uh, Neptune. And then I know you're waiting for Uranus. Yeah, Planet Herschel, named after Sir William Herschel. And it was Planet Herschel for the longest time. 
until they uh, made it Uranus 70 years after its discovery, which was probably about 1800. Okay? And then we're actually going to go out to Pluto towards the end. All right? So I consider, even though Pluto's got a wacky orbit, kind of comes and goes, come on, man, let it in. Let, let Pluto in, man. Okay? Don't, 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 diss, don't diss our little tiny, they call it a dwarf planet now. And I think that is offensive. I really do think that is offensive. I, I don't like that term. All right. Used to be called midget planet. And then they go, well, we'll call it dwarf planet. I don't know. That still isn't right. It's a littler planet. How's that sound? Europa and the Pirate Twins. Uh, right here in your brain, Thomas Dolby. WRCT in the Pittsburgh. Let's get some volume on this bad boy. In your brain. I loved, I used to love this record. Golden Age of Wireless was the record. There you be right there. 
you know, that, that, that ended up being aging pretty well, I think. Uh, Thomas Dolby from his album The Golden Age of Wireless. I think that was his second record. I don't, I don't remember. I'm not a Thomas Dolby uh, explorer. Okay, but that was Europa and the Pirate Twins for uh, Paul and the Dope Truck. And uh, got another request for Europa, and that was from last week. Santana, Carlos, and Juan, and Irving Santana all together on Europa. Zombo in your brain. We're on the moons of Jupiter, the one moon of Jupiter, Europa. Off to Southern. Yeah. See, that's Irving on the organ. Carlos on guitar. Juan on the bass. And Irving Santana on the Hammond B3 organ.
von Psychosen fasziniert. Du liebst das Parfüm deiner Neurosen. Persönlichkeiten und Komplexe in vielen Facetten. Sprechen von Obsessionen, Perversionen, Halluzinationen. Europa. Total with Europa Neurotish. Before that, Santana with Europa. Right now, we got two long Europa tunes. I'm not going to play the whole songs, but uh, this is Europa Endless by Kraftwerk. And then after that, we have a uh, this really great trance rock song. I'd love to play the whole thing, but I'm not going to, uh, you know, I can't be completely self indulgent all the time. Uh, 10,000 Russos, which I've never played this band on the show before, which I'm surprised. Station Europa, which is a really wonderful song to not so much deep listen to, but I remember just like a long drive. You just long take this long drive, and this trance tune just comes in, and it goes with the rhythm of the road, and it is a very nice thing. So this is Kraftwerk, Europa Endlos. Not going to play the whole thing, but let me tell you, the earth has a delicate balance of life. Global warming's disrupting that balance. That's right. Fight global warming. Move to another planet. That's right. Every family replaced them light bulbs with their fingers and electrocuted themselves. That's taken like a lot of cars off the road. Find out how you can help. Fightglobalwarming.com. And it's interesting because I feel my I'm I'm a huge f- huge fan of uh, Chariots of the Gods. When I was when I was growing up, I read that, and I do believe that 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 we are from another place. I do. Adam and Eve were traveling space aliens. Well, not aliens, but they were us. They were us. They were frozen like a, like a uh, you know, what do they call that? Suspended animation. And, you know, because this way you could just like travel endlessly. 
So we ruined a last planet we were at. I don't know what planet we were at before this, but we ruined it. We ruined it. We didn't take, we didn't, you know, we didn't use our light bulbs correctly and probably globally warmed and toasted our last place just because we're humans. And that's what we do. So I just actually think we're like this invasive species throughout the universe. So Adam and Eve got dropped down here. This is, a, this is another theory of evolution I have, is that Adam and Eve were from another place. They came here, and they weren't Adam and Eve. It was probably Abzog and the Mob League. So it wasn't Adam and Eve, it was Abzog and the Mob League, but they made it Adam and Eve to make it more of a fairy tale. And they were dropped down to this place via the spaceship. And they were actually, you know, probably suspended animation. Because if you, if you know this, there's a, there's a little slip up in the Bible that says when Adam and Eve came here, there was already some other folks around there. They made this like gated community for them called the Garden of Eden. You guys, you hang out here. You hang out here and you don't mix with the cavemen and cavewomen. The troglodytes. You don't mix with the troglodytes. And what do you know? That's right, the forbidden fruit. They both start messing with some alien strange. Can't help it. Just like Captain Kirk had to kiss that green gal. They start messing with the other ones. And the whole thing that came in. And Snake is actually, uh, was known as a symbol of knowledge. And uh, so they actually had the knowledge and they pass that knowledge onto these dumb, dumb cavemen and cave women, troglodytes. They mixed together, and they slowly came from Neanderthal to Homo sapien. I believe that. And here's what here's the next step of this thing. And like the whole thing with Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. That's another thing. That's from uh, that. Actually, the Ark was a big spaceship. Came here and they had one of everything, or two of every. Actually, it probably had cell specimens. Had cells, because they're not gonna have animals and they're gonna put no giraffe in suspended animation. They're gonna have like you know uh, uh, the uh, uh, fertilized eggs of those of those of those things, and they're gonna make a bunch of those. So that's how a lot of the animals got here. The animals got here like that also. I mean, there were some like sea creatures and some of that other stuff that was from the earth, and then Ablog and Mulagi. Adam and Eve, as they're known to, they actually had that as part of their space arc. And over the millennium, over the years, you know how stories get told. There was really no way to absolutely translate that story adequately from generation to generation. And as it got more and more less alien, more and more, oh, God created this. And this is how this all happened. So you, you, put the, you put the fairy story in with science fiction. And that's how you get religion. All right? And what happens next? I think, I believe there, there's two things that's going to happen here. We're either going to have, because that's how we got a lot of this information we have now. From some of these other space aliens that just kind of happened by, we, you know, obviously we're not a very friendly species. We probably shot them down and stole their technology. It's just our style. That's how we got the iPhones. That's how we got all this stuff so quickly. 1950s, man. And the 19... It all happened after Roswell. In the 1950s, it's like calculators and synthesizers were just like almost unheard of. They were the size of rooms. It was all very mechanical. Once we figured out silicon chips and all this stuff that we 
snagged from all these alien ships we we shot down. See? I should be on... Uh, I should have Zombo Coast to Coast is what I should have. Zombo Coast to Coast. This is a very valid way to look at this. Just because the way things are aren't the way they are because that's the way they are, something might have happened. And you would think if it's real, there's somebody out there hiding the truth. The truth is out there. So I've been told. Two things going to happen to the human beings. Number one, there's a secret society or secret scientists or whatever working on getting off of this burning, this burning thing because we ruined this planet. It's done. Don't think that recycling, don't think it's going to help. 1970, uh, 1976 or 1980, whenever Ronald Reagan was elected president, the first thing he did was take the solar panels off the, off the White House and put an end to, uh, to solar research and really gave all of the, all of the, pushed everything back to fossil fuels, which just basically baked the planet. And when you think about it, Ronald Reagan looked kind of alien himself. Maybe he was sent here to ruin this planet. Because I'm saying, you know, an actor and all, and he did look, he did look, he did look very, very alien. He did look very alien. So did, so did Nancy Reagan. She kind of looked like some ant woman from another planet. So I think those two were sent from another planet to ruin this planet. They started this whole thing with like, get off of solar, use all the fossil fuel, burn this thing up. Then they bring all these other criminals and all the, the dirty, rotten bottom of society into the political arena. And then they toast this country. They toast the world. What happens? The elite, the very rich elite... They're going to have underground bunkers. They probably have them now. Underground cities. Underground bunkers. The whole thing. Underground bunkers. They have secret societies down underneath. Where they don't have to worry about the... the, the, And this way, they get rid of all the riffraff. They get rid of all the riffraff, all the free thinkers, all of the troublemakers. They're just toasted. You know, they live like a Mad Max kind of thing. Like a Mad Max thing. They have a big gobblerito. That they live on. They live on Gobleritos. So uh, they're all, uh, so there's the underground society, the upstairs, they're, they're, they're just pretty much doomed because the atmosphere is just shot. All right. What happens then? Or they are working on going to another planet and getting that started again with another Ablog and Naglagi or Adam and Eve type scenario where they will send some men, some women, and some. DNA, some fertilized eggs from every animal. Start over. And plants too. And start over. And that's all you need to know. What do you know? Endless Europa by Kraftwerk is done. Let's zoom over. Oh, man. I'll try and play as much of this as I can. This is live. This is a band called 10,000 Russos. Station Europa. It's the last tune about the moon Europa. We're going to be off to Saturn next. In your brain. This goes out to Ablogli and Naglu. Hey, it's Adam and Eve.
man, this tune just, this really does it for me. Station Europa, 10,000 Rusos. And I got to tell, I got to thank my caller for giving, giving me uh, information that I forgot about. Well, I didn't forget about it, but I did not know that David Grush was from Pittsburgh. Now, David Grush is the, the this isn't that long ago, the whistleblower saying that there is UFOs out there, that we are in possession of what they call non-human spacecraft and dead pilots. And, uh, yeah. So if this guy disappears, you know why. Because they did that. They, that's what they do. They don't want people thinking there's other life out there. Also, they actually found out that, uh, I guess, Mussolini, I'm just reading this now, uh, his government... Actually, Italy, during World War II, found non-human spacecrafts that they turned into the Vatican. How about that? How about that? Uh-huh. So there you go. And, and, and here's the thing. Why don't they want people to know about UFOs coming back? Because here's what would happen. It disrupted a lot of stuff. For example, if someone just, if, if an aliens came down now, I think they would be really good at pranking us because we are very gullible, stupid people, very superstitious. They come down and say, hey, it's me, it's Jesus, I'm back. 2,000 years and some, that's all they got to do is like get somewhere and then they can instantly control everybody. See, they don't have to come down and invade everybody like War of the Worlds and blast them away. They just got to come down and pretend to be an omnipotent being. And what do gods do? If you, if you stand up to them, well, they, they smite ye. So there they go. So, so watch out for when they say, oh, God's coming back. Well, yeah, it could very well and most likely will be an alien masquerading for control. How you like that? How you like that? Just thought of that now. I'm a thinking guy. Oh, getting out into space really makes you, man. Getting out into space really makes you think. Carl Sagan had a great quote. He said, thinking that there isn't other life in the universe is like going to the ocean, putting a cup of water in, looking at the water and saying, you see, there's no sharks in these waters. There's no shark in this water. And that's exactly it. It's exactly it. So this last tune, I got to get back into the music, man. 10,000 Russos. Station. Yeah. Station Europa. And that was live. That's how good these guys are live. I think they're just a three-piece. And I believe they're out of either. I think they're out of like either Russia, Germany, Belgium, or one of those places. Yeah. That's from their latest album, 10,000 Russos live and man does that have a nice groove to it i can't even imagine that that song was 11 minutes long but it was 11 minutes long it is like taking it's a trip in time when you actually hear these trance type songs they just kind of transport you and uh that's where we're going to end up with uh at the end of all this series we're going to get into time once we get into space we finish space we're going to go into the next dimension of time and uh they were just an interview with uh Neil Tyson DeGrasse, brilliant dude, brilliant dude. And they were asking him about, see, here's one thing I I disagree with him on. Because they were saying, do you believe in any kind of afterlife? Do you believe in any? And he just says, you know what? 
I, oh, I really, I really didn't know. Uh, it really didn't bother me when I was non-existent before. So why should it bother me to be non-existent later? Here's what I think. Uh, just, just another opinion. And once again, I am looking at it from a deep space, deep time uh, perspective. And that is, in, uh, in an infinite universe, in an infinite universe, actually, in an infinite universe, because there's no other bigger word than universe, multi-universe, all right, in an infinite multi-universe, an infinite amount of things can happen. We can possibly relive this moment again one zillion years from now. It's like the old, it's like putting, like they say, they put monkeys in a, uh, in a room with a typewriter. Sooner or later, one of them is going to type Shakespeare. One of them is going to type Shakespeare. And it's really bummer. The, the one monkey that types it all the way to the end and forgets a period. Man, that's a bummer. That monkey's got to really be kicking himself in his, in his, in his, um, how can a monkey kick himself in the ass? I don't know. I do not know. I do not know uh, my. I do not know my chimpanzees as well as I know my humans. Now, humans kick themselves in the ass just fine. You need you need very flexible quads, very flexible quads to be able to do that. So we are done with Jupiter. We're done with Europa. We're done with. Are we done? Are we done with what I think? And, and, uh, and I hate to use, and I hate the term conspiracy theory. You know, this is just a theory. You're, I don't, uh, there's no conspiracy here. It's just what I'm thinking. It's just a theory. And, and if you start looking past the, this tiny little place, if you look at picture, that picture that they had of, what was that, the, the web telescope? It was just insane. The amount, I mean, the, the galaxies were the size of stars in the sky. There's that much. And a ga- you can't even imagine how, I can't imagine how damn big a galaxy is. You can say a billion. Uh, you can say a billion trillion. You can say a quadrillion. You can say anything of the amount of number. It's never, it's never right. There's always more. That's a fascinating thing. That's why I believe in an infinite universe, an infinite, or an infinite multi-universe, an infinite amount of things can happen. So you never know. You never know. I always, and, then, and if nothing happens, you're not going to know the difference. That's the beauty of it all. You know, I just don't think it's as simple as like, okay, you died, now you go up into the sky and you like hang out. I mean, I hate to say it, that, that just to me just seems more like a fairy story than anything else. You know, and I should probably do, once I get, this is a great idea, once I get past the space, the time, all that stuff, do a whole uh, afterlife show, songs about Heaven, hell, purgatory, limbo, uh, uh, non-existence. Maybe I just won't even show up one day and do a show on non-existence. How's that grab you? Let's head off to Saturn. And this is an amazing, an amazing tune by the moon landings. I probably played this song way too many times on this radio show, but it fits so nice here. The moon landings doing Sweet Saturn Mine. Oh, yeah. Where are we at here? Planet Earth, WRCT, Zombo, in your enlightened brains.
upside down and inside out and on the leaves like a funnel web like a black fly on the ceiling skinny white haunches high in the skyward and a black oily gash crawling backwards across the carpet to smash all over everything wet black fur against the sun going down over the shops and the cars and the crowds and the town and this is the moment this is exactly what she is born to be and this is what she does and this is what she is and this is the moment this is exactly what she is born to be this is what she does and this is what she is Saturn Billy Stone, I'll beat the 
Billy said and Billy stopped. Oh, I said, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, here come the Legion. All you wigglers be destroyed. Oh, I said, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, beat that Billy do that Saturn Billy stomp. Oh, beat that Billy do the Billy Saturn Billy stomp. You gotta work that Billy. Swing that Saturn stomp Or do the belly That Saturn belly stomp Oh, I say yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah Beat that belly stomp Gotta work the belly stomp Oh, swing that belly stomp You gotta work the belly too That Saturn belly stomp Oh, I say Come the Legion, all you wigglers be destroyed. Ah. Well, I say, yeah, 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 yeah.
Man, that's how that song ends, man. The Sounds of Southern by a band from France called Les Robots. And I just love how they capture an early analog synthesizer sound with a little bit of surf stuff, and they kind of throw it out into outer space. Uh, Les Robots, before that, we heard the Raymen. With Saturn Doll, the incredibly, the Legion of the Incredibly Strange Superheroes, an old Pittsburgh band, doing the Saturn Belly Stomp. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds nearly putting us to sleep with the rings of Saturn. We heard Manny Jr. and the Cyclones, man, that ripping it up, a date on Saturn. And the Tiger Army under Saturn's shadow. And Sweet Saturn Mine, by the moon landings. Man, that was a great Saturn set. It is noon o'clock. You know where your brain is? It's right there. Very nice. And I got a nice little uh, heads up from Pat. Pat sent me an email. It said, uh, I don't know any songs about these planets, but I know girls go to college to gain knowledge. Guys go to Jupiter to get stupider. So there, our little thing there. Oh, why? So I don't know if we're even going to make it out of the solar system today. We're having such a wonderful time just on Jupiter and Saturn alone. I don't know if I'm going to get the Uranus, but I would like to. We'll get there sooner or later. I'm going to get there. Uh, let's see. Hey, do you know that most invaders are most likely to threaten your family are not human? I'm reading this. This is the PSA. And somebody typed in, it's cockroaches. They spread Sam and Ella, both Sam and Ella, and they trigger asthma attacks. That's right. And they say mice contaminate food and spread disease. You know what? Good on them. Good on them. That's what, that's what their job is. And they say termites destroy billions of dollars in property each year, and stinging insects send half a million people into emergency rooms. That, that kind of makes me happy. Nature fighting back. Come on, man, we can't win all the time, right? Can't win all the time. You know, sometimes, you know, nature, nature gets us. Those cockroaches come in and they spread that salmonella all over the place. You die. The mice contaminate your food and they spread disease. You know, how many mice have you crushed? How many cockroaches have you killed? It's like it, it isn't a one-sided thing, man. You know, termites destroying your house and insects stinging you. Oh, here's a little heads up, all right? I am always plagued. See, you get some handy tips here. You get some handy tips. They could be tips, but there's an M in there. Most people don't pronounce it and just say tips. But I say tips. <laughs> just what I say. Um, how to not get, uh, they call them paper wasps. They, I mean, they're just jagoffs. I mean, honeybees, I will, when I am mowing the lawn, I will stop and go out of my way not to run over a honeybee. Same with a big bumblebee. So those, are great, those are great insects. But I don't know what, why, or what purpose these paper wasps do besides just being jagoffs. They're very territorial. They're just, they're, just, they're, just, they're just jerks. They're like the jerks of the insect world. Every, everything has jerks to it. And it just happens to be the paper wasps are the jerks. What you do, they say there's one thing, two things you can do. Uh, the one thing you can do is get a paper bag, a brown paper bag, and tie it up, put some newspapers or something in it, tie it up near a tree. It'll look like a hornet's nest. And yellow jackets, they're not yellow, they're yellow jackets too, those are jagoffs as well. Yellow jackets and paper wasps will not go. The paper wasps are bad. Yellow jackets kind of get a little bit of sting, but man, you get nailed by one of those, they call them paper wasps. Ah, ain't good. So here's how you combat that. You can either like tie that up. They'll think it's a hornet's nest. See, I think, I think that's just a lie. They, I, I did not do that. What I did was this. You put up early in the spring, 
As soon as it starts nice, the first time you see one of these jagoffs, you put out these, uh, they're like sticky traps, you know, and they're, and they're covered so birds can't get to it and all this other stuff. You might catch, a fly, might catch some flies and maybe accidentally catch a, a decent insect. But for the most part, it's going to trap these wasps. And you do this early on. This, I just learned this this year. You do this early on and they get the hint. They don't have time to make a nest. They don't have to come back. They don't tell their buddies. You know, the, so that's, that's a handy hint. But the rest, of, the, rest, the rest of the insect world, man, we're at their mercy. They actually say, I think it's either cockroaches or rats. And that's, what, that's all that's going to survive, really. You know, it's just going to be, it's going to be a planet of cockroaches. They say planet of the apes. It is going to be planet of cockroaches and rats. That's pretty much what we're going to have left here. And uh, who's going to win? That's the thing. Cockroaches are pretty smart. But man, rats, rats are brilliant. Rats are brilliant. And the thing that gets me about rats, I mean, people, oh, look at that squirrel. That squirrel's so cute. That squirrel is nothing but a rat with a fuzzy tail and the cuter face. That's all. And they, and they, they, learn, they got great PR. Squirrels have great PR. They go, oh, yeah, squirrels. Let's feed the squirrels. Feed the squirrels is like, oh, that squirrel's, that squirrel's getting into my bird feeder. Isn't that cute? You see a rat? Same family, different tail, different face, and it, it, all hell breaks loose. All hell breaks loose. Uh, so, uh, fascinating story. So, we, my, my wife puts a bird feeder out over a garden bed. You know, bad idea to begin with because the birds don't eat everything. The birds are like, ah, I like this. I don't like that. And they spit it out. What happens is like some ground creatures, you know, they, they, they eat what the birds spit out. What happens is it got into this bed and it got to be like a rat, it got to be like a rat buffet. And, and rats got in underneath a tunnel. I know it was a tunnel. I didn't think much of anything. You know, what they would do is they tunnel, they'd hang out in the garden bed and then they come up and fe feast. I mean, it was like, it was really like rat. It was like rat paradise. It was rat paradise, man. They didn't have to scurry. Boom, let's get out. Let's go back in, get a snack, go back underground. Nobody's the wiser until my wife happened to see one of these. And it was uh, somehow there was a Norwegian king rat. And I did not know these things existed. Uh, there was a place down the street that, that had a hoarder in it. And the hoarder must have had these Norwegian king rats. I have never heard of a Norwegian king rat. So I am like, all of a sudden, I'm upstairs, and my wife is just screaming, there's rats, there's rats. If it was squirrels, oh, that's cute. Rats, different, different scenario whatsoever. So I figure, all right, you know what? I'm going to get her to calm down. Let me see. Oh, there's a little hole, probably a little mouse, about an inch of a mouse, and it's a rat. Poor mice, they also get a bad rap from rats, but that's a different story. So I put ye old, and it's peanut butter flavored rat poison. So remember, friends, if you're going to taste anything like peanut butter, make sure there's not any rat poison in it because they put it right in there. So peanut butter flavored rat poison, boom, 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 put it down there. A week passes. I think nothing of it. I think nothing of it. I'm moving the garbage can one day, and there is this Norwegian brown king rat that must have obviously filled up nicely on this peanut butter rat poison. This thing was about a foot long. This was, this was just, I almost like freaked out when I saw this Norwegian king rat. So I'm looking at the king rat and I'm thinking, I got to get this thing out of here. You know, my wife sees this giant rat 
as opposed to like maybe she kind of like put it in the back of her mind, like, oh, you know, that was, maybe that was just a mouse like my husband. This is something just a little big of a mouse. I try and pick this thing up with a shovel. And I don't know what this rat poison did to this rat, but all its skin and fur came off at the same time. It was unbelievable. It was like a Tom Savini special effect. I just kind of moved it with a shovel, and the whole the whole pelt of this thing comes off, and it's this shiny, greasy, brown thing. Like, I almost throw up, but I kept my fortitude. I got a shovel. Now you know where I was going to put this thing. So being in Lawrenceville, what do you do when you, and this is old school Lawrenceville. This is old school Lawrenceville. What do you do when you have something like that? You walk around and you find somebody doing construction and you hop it in their dumpster. You do that with old paint cans. You do that with old television sets. You do that with old tires. Garbage isn't going to take it. It's going to frighten folks. So what do you do? You find it and you hop it in somebody's uh, construction dumpster. Word to the wise. That's the thing to do. So keep that in mind. All that story went all the way to there and then back. That was this PSA just talking about pests. Well, that is actually, this actually says that uh, you have to go to the pest world and find out about uh, how to exterminate these things. But I'll be honest with you, you're not going to win. They, we have like, what, 15,000, 10,000 years or whatever behind us. These things have pretty much infinity on their side. They've been around, they've been around when we were still like swimming around on maybe learning to get up on the shore from being a fish. If that's what, or, or I don't know, or coming down on the alien ship. It's your choice. It's your choice. And speaking of this alien thing too, I am going to go one more, one more round here because here's the thing. You look at the, because uh, I brought, I was brought up Catholic. Okay. And you, you, you have that Bible drilled into your head, especially like the Genesis thing. And you look at that Genesis thing and you see some things that just kind of like, just don't quite jive because you got to understand that Bible's been rewritten about a hundred times by different rich dudes and different kings and different like, you know, charlatans and different snake oil salesmen just always changing things up. But there's some things that just kind of like lingered on. Example, Ezekiel and the wheel. There's even a little song about it. Oh, Ezekiel saw a wheel in the air. How stupid do you have to be to not think that that wheel in the air wasn't a spaceship? How freaking stupid do you have to be? It's right there before you, you know, because this is, oh, yeah, it's God's wheel in the sky. No, that's uh, that's journey wheel in the sky. That's a different wheel in the sky. So needless to say, even even like some of the Bible has like, you know, and that's the other thing, too. Say space alien comes down and then says, OK, oh, that guy's sick. Let's make him better. Oh, that's a miracle. Well, yeah, because you're around people with a very limited medical knowledge. Anything with limited. Could you imagine like somebody giving like somebody a, um, an aspirin, an aspirin because they had a, a caveman an aspirin? He think it's a miracle. What is this? This is this is a what is this? What is this? What do you give somebody? That's what I'm just saying. When something so foreign to you comes down. It's considered just otherworldly and a miracle. Kind of puts the things into perspective as a smidgen. What else I got to tell you about? Hey, speaking of, oh my gosh, what a segue. To get the most out of your medications, know what's in them. See? Yes, huh? Shows, uh, consumers show that this is a weird PSA. Studies show that consumers who have a relationship with their pharmacists know more about their medicines and have an, a clearer understanding on how to use them. Obviously, a very lonely pharmacist wrote this. You know, learning your pharmacist's name can make a big difference in your health. 
they, what do they say? They, they, they uh, have a, a valuable, valuable learning about your medication. Blah, 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 blah. <sighs> Sorry, I dozed off. But needless to say, it's brought to you by the American Pharmacists Association. And uh, they actually say that uh, if you learn their name and hang out, they don't want to learn your name and hang out with you. These people are in a miserable job at Rite Aid. You know, they wanted to be doctors. They wanted to be dentists. They ended up being pharmacists, you know, dispensing pills. And believe me, I can see a lot of because they get to wear the white coat. They get to wear the white coat and kind of look like they're in the medical profession. But they're they're pretty much just as, uh, you know, just as disgruntled as the guy checking you out when you're buying Funyuns at the front counter. So you're going back and they want you to be friendly to your pharmacist. Go ahead. But they don't want to be bothered with you. They're disgruntled. They already think they're doing their laundry in their mind. They're doing they're thinking about all the things they need to do when they get home. The last thing they're thinking about is getting you the right pills. Luckily, most of the time they do get you the right pills. And if they don't get you the right pills, then, well, then maybe maybe you'll get something better. I do not know. And a lot of it is maybe placebo. And you think you you think, oh, yeah, I got that pill. Man, I feel better now. Mm. Placebo effect. That's right. (sighs) Want some more music? You don't want any more music. I got 45 minutes to go in this show. And we're still stuck on Saturn. Luckily, I'm not stuck on Uranus. Here's Journey to Saturn. I have no idea who does this tune, but here it is. Oh, it sounds old. Jesus, who recorded this turn? Oh, I'm not even going to play that. Boy, what a poor excuse for a tune. I can't believe I was even queued that up. <laughs> what is this? No, you're not. I don't know where that's from or what that's all about. Whew. Let's get the Holiday on Saturn by uh, Del Kent. I think that's going to have much better fidelity and not be as incoherent. That's off the decent start. RCT in your brain! Oh yeah, nice rip-off of Quiet Village.
come down and join me? You know I'm waiting for you. Okay, it's Rob McEwen time. This will be one for Tom Waste to do, to cover. <laughs> Saturn was written by by me, the legendary Stardust Cowboy, March 3rd, 1980. Uh, I got the inspiration for this uh, uh, number, Saturn, after the movie Saturn. It starred Kirk Douglas and Farrah Fawcett. Did you see that Saturn movie? Saturn 3, wasn't it? Yeah, did you see that movie? Yeah, it's called Saturn 3. I only saw the beginning where the guy gets torn, torn apart when he goes flying out the uh, air compressor. <clears throat> yeah, well, that won't happen here today. <laughs> we were flying past Saturn, watching Voyager go by. It was taking pictures of Saturn and all of its rings. You and me were on Titan, which is Saturn's moon. We went between Saturn and its rings while thinking of past things. We came to Saturn in the space shuttle. It's your turn to look at Saturn through the telescope tonight. Saturn, Saturn, Saturn. I cut a dress from a pattern while looking at the planet Saturn. Oh, how we fell in love while flying past Saturn. Did you like Baron uh, Bossett that movie? No, was she, she right? She was a hunky dory like Danny Patty Young Boy.
I certainly wish I knew who that artist was or what that band was. That was Saturn Hop. Some of the music I get or some of it I just don't catalog correctly or it comes to me in, uh, I don't know, some space transmission. I don't know. But some things I don't know who they did it. That was Saturn Hop. I, I don't know. We heard Longboard Ranch doing Expedition to Saturn. The legendary Stardust Cowboy. Love that guy. Doing Saturn. We heard Signals from Saturn by Rooster Blay. We heard less, and then I think that started the Saturn set off. I think that's all the Saturn stuff we had. We are done with Saturn. We ran rings around Saturn. And now we're going to go off to Neptune very shortly. But uh, let's see. I should tell you about a couple of, just a couple other shows on here. One of my favorite shows on this radio station, aside from mine, is What's Better Than an Hour of Classic and Traditional Blues Music? That's right, two hours. The Deep Blues Hour, and it's got an exclamation point on it. So I had to say, Hour! Join Steve. He changed his name for show business. Join Steve every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. for two hours of classic and traditional blues right here on WRCT and the Alternative Radio, a program that provides information, analysis, and views that are frequently ignored or distorted in the corporate media. Mondays 10 to... Sounds like this show. Mondays 10 to 11 a.m., but I don't know if there's any music that goes with that or not. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Um, so Paul in the beer truck, or Paul in the dope truck calls me. And he says this whole thing about Moses and the Ten Commandments. And he, and he brings up a very good point. But he does not. But, but like I'm saying, his drug-addled mind doesn't really <laughs> pinpoint it. It doesn't have that sharp edge like me. But he comes in, he says, well, that's kind of funny because Moses, when he came down with the Ten Commandments, he said, oh, and then God appeared and it was like smoke and fire and thunder. And he gave me the Ten Commandments. That's a good thing. And he says, well, you know, it might be God just trying to get his attention or, or mess with him or whatever. But or, or I think is, here's what happened. Like, everything's disarray. Okay, everything's disarray. Moses says, oh, man, I don't know what to do. So, the the few, a few of the aliens are still probably swirling around, figuring out. All right, I gotta, I gotta. We we dropped these guys here a while ago. 
They're really making a mess of things. Uh, we got to do some. We got to give them some rules. We got to give these guys some rules. So they go up. They get Moses up there. They say, okay, here is, but the, here's the thing. It was one commandment. And now one, he says, here you go. Here's your one commandment, Moses. And that one commandment, Moses, don't be an a-hole. That's your one commandment. Just You guys just stop being a-holes. Will you, can you stop doing that? And do I have to tell you 10 times not to be a-holes? So, you know, Moses is thinking. He goes, I don't know, man. Don't be an a-hole. I don't think these guys are going to buy that. Don't be an a-hole. They'll just probably just be bigger a-holes if I tell them not to. I know what. Let's just make up all these things that are, that are pretty much leaning against being an a-hole. Don't kill somebody. Don't steal from somebody. Don't push anybody down the steps. I don't know. All that stuff, you know. And then I guess, oh, man, I got I to give this some kind of God angle, too. Because they're not going to believe me that the space alien came down with smoke and thunder and lightning and is telling me, you guys, knock it off and quit being a-holes. So uh, let's see here. Uh, God told me you don't have any other gods. There you go. Get rid of that gold, gold thing there. Gold finger. Get rid of that gold statue. Just put it over there. The Vatican will get that later. <laughs> so what he ended up doing was just, you know, they ended up, and of course, once again, the years keep coming. People keep rewriting this stuff. Don't be an a-hole. Starts devolving into a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, be nice to your mom and dad. That's a pretty non-a-hole thing. That's a keeper. And there's some that just don't make any sense. You know, like, oh, don't have any other gods. Like I said, I'm going to told you and smite you and do that. They were, they were just buying it. I think George Carlin really did it. He, kind of, he, he narrowed it down to like five, five commandments. If you ever can see the George Carlin thing. It's really nice. He just distills it down to like five commandments. Brilliant. Brilliant mind. Yeah. All right. So are you guys ready to head off to Neptune? We've got a half hour to go. Uh, I got a special request to play an asteroid song. So we're not going to get to Uranus, but I'll get to your asteroid. So we're going to end up uh, uh, on an asteroid. So, uh, yeah, sorry, Uranus next week, asteroid today, okay? So let's, uh, let's take a rock. Uh, did I tell you about some shows? I did tell you about shows. I got a half hour to go. You listen to RCT, Zombie, you're right. And if you want downloads of all of these shows, I mean, we started weeks ago. I've started decades ago doing radio, but this whole series started with doing uh, all songs about the Earth. Then we started with the sun, the moon. Then we went Mercury, Venus, and uh, Earth. Then we did a whole show. We did a whole show on the Earth and pretty much a whole show on Mars. Last week was all Mars. And we had an hour of Jupiter today, pretty much an hour of Saturn. And uh, going to get into uh, Neptune and uh, Uranus later. But if you want downloads of all this stuff, go to Zomboco, Z-O-M-B-O-C-O, Zomboco.com. And it's got a SoundCloud link. You can listen to all the shows you want for free. You can download whatever you want for free. But I got to warn you, you get what you pay for. So this is the Go-Go Cult doing a tune called Rocket to Neptune. So the Neptune tunes are going to be kind of thin, okay? Kind of like the atmosphere there. They're probably going to be more like instrumental tunes, but I only have like three or four Neptune tunes. Neptune just didn't really, you know, eh, Neptune. But when you're between Saturn with all those rings, Jupiter that's gigantic, and you got your anus between that, yeah, that's more like the taint. It's more like the taint. It's not really Neptune. It's kind of like the taint. It's like the taint of the universe. Whatevs.
Rocket to Neptune, the go-go called Zombo, where in your brain? Rocket to Neptune!
All right, we are past Neptune. That was Nervous on Neptune by uh, Aqua Velvets. Before that, we heard Groovy Uncle with Neptune Girl and uh, the Kaputniks. Nice name there. Neptune. Then we heard Rocket to Neptune by the Go-Go called. Whew. Man. <clears throat> oh, boy. We're not going to make it to Uranus. An interesting thing about Uranus, okay? So uh, first off, is like one of these named after the Greek gods. And Uranus was never found like in people's homes. He was, a, he was the god of the sky is what Uranus was, the god of the sky. But, I mean, be, imagine being that god. It's like, hey, we're going to worship Uranus. <laughs> you know, just never a straight face, you know, no matter what. Poor, that, that poor god Uranus. You know, they said he was in none of the homes. No one ever built shrines to Uranus. You know, they, it was pretty much like, ah, it's the god of the sky. What's it? Who is that? that that's a god of the sky. What's his name? Uranus. <laughs> well, see, there you go. So that that's the, the, the and then and Herschel, Sir William Herschel in 1792 founded what he called Globus Georgius, which he wanted to name Uranus after King George. But, you know, because uh, I don't know, maybe King George was a real anus. Probably one of those kings, you know, one of those kind of kings all in bread and all that stuff. In bread, in pudding. He's, he's, that guy was in everything. So we got some stray things to pick up in the last 15 minutes. Uh, we've got a moon of Mars I missed. And then we're going to do Black Sabbath Planet Caravan, which is nice. We're going to mosey on. And then we're going to end up with an asteroid. Next week, we're going to start nice and fresh with... Uranus. <laughs> it never gets old. Oh, no. I, and I can just imagine that God Uranus. Like, it's not Uranus. It's Uranus. Uranus. It's Uranus. The name is Uranus. They spent his whole existence as a God correcting people on how his name is pronounced. You know? I got to worship Uranus. Who's Uranus? That's got the word urine in it. You'd rather have urine than Uranus? Dude, you are ruined on both counts. Man, what a what a sad, sad existence. Uranus. Uranus. Or if you ever had Uranus and Uranus, you know how painful that can be. Let's go to Phobos. That is one of the moons of Mars. And this is Russ Garcia doing the goofy people of Phobos. WRCT Pittsburgh. Zalman your brain doing the solar system, man and beyond.
No, man, I got to interrupt this tune because I have been corrected. And when I stay corrected, I stand corrected. Uh, Alex, smart Alex, gave me a message uh, that that actually uh, that actually Uranus Uranus comes before Neptune. So a lot of you people out there, I know it was just grinding your gears, knowing that I skipped over Uranus to get to Neptune before doing Uranus. Well, you know what? We're gonna Planet Caravan. I can't redo everything. I can't redo the whole show. I can't redo. I can't back it up. I can't back this beige it up and go back to Uranus and then Neptune. So we've already been to Neptune. We're going to backtrack to Uranus. And if you ever backtrack to Uranus, you know how painful that can be. So next week we're going to do Uranus. We're going to backtrack. It's going to be Uranus, then Pluto. There. I stand corrected. Now I'm going to sit down and we're going to finish Planet Caravan by Black Sabbath. I'm just highly disappointed in the rest of you audience. You let me go along with thinking those planets are in that order. It took one guy, it's kind of like a Calpernicus out there, saying, no, it's not like this, it's like this. But instead of burning the guy at the stake, thank you. admit most of those songs about Neptune were pretty lame. Yeah, I got some solid stuff on Uranus. And I wanted to kick off next week's show with that. I was so excited about that. Oh, great. Now people are going to chime in. Say, uh, you know what? That guy is wrong. Uranus is after Neptune. Maybe, maybe not. So needless to say, we're going to backtrack. I want to go look this up. I'm going to make sure. Uranus is the seventh planet. Neptune is number eight. Coming in at number eight. Son of a gun. You know, I've been planning this show for about a year. And I always thought Neptune was before Uranus, because I always thought Uranus was on the tail end of the universe. That's how I always remembered it in school. I always must have got that one wrong. And then you're going to give me a bunch of stuff about Pluto. Saw people saying Pluto's not a real planet. Well, you know what? I'm going to stand my ground there. I'm very... Plutonic about things like that. All right, here comes 
a follow-up to that, a song by Platypus called Planet Cargo Van. WRCT, in your name There you go with that. Uh, that was Planet Cargo Van by Platypus. And we got one last tune that there's a request from Paul and his dope truck. It is Mummy was an asteroid, Daddy was a nonstick kitchen utensil. And the interesting thing is about playing this, it's Phil Manzanera from Roxy Music. Before he got into Roxy Music, his band called Quiet Sun. So we're going to dig that bad boy right now, and I will remain in your brain. By the way, I did find out from a Another wise viewer, listener, viewer, viewer, listener, that Pluto goes in and out of the orbit. Sometimes it's in Neptune's orbit. Sometimes it's in Neptune, but it's never in Uranus. Mommy was an asteroid. Daddy was a nonstick using utensil. Quiet sun, RCT. We'll be right back. 
So next week, we're going to finish the solar system. Going to back up, do Uranus, skip over Neptune, and hit Pluto. And then, we're going to get into some unknown territory. And then we're going to jump into the stars. Next week's show, the rest of the solar system, some crazy-ass planets, and then off to the stars. remain in your brain. WRCT in the Pittsburgh.